Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the International Accounting Education Standard Board's audio podcast. I'm Aileen Pierce, Chair of the IAESB Consultative Advisory Group, and I'll be your host today. Over the next few minutes, we're going to share highlights from the IAESB's recent meeting held in New York City from June 23rd to 25th, 2014. Let me introduce today's participants, IAESB Chair Peter Walnizer and Board Members David Simcoe and Eileen Walsh. I'd like to start by allowing Peter a few minutes for opening comments. Uh, thank you, Aileen. Uh, first, I'd like to say with the Board's had a very productive uh, meeting over the last two and a half days. And I'd like again to express my sincere appreciation to all my board colleagues and the technical advisors uh, who serve this board uh, so effectively. Uh, uh, there's been much work done by the board through task forces uh, and other committees between uh, our two meetings, which enabled us to uh, have a very productive uh, meeting over the last couple of days. Uh, before us in this meeting in particular was uh, the IES-8, uh, the Framework Project, and of course the Strategy and Work Plan 2014 uh, to 2016. Uh, I'm delighted that uh, Eileen and David have kindly agreed to join us in this podcast today, uh, and I look forward to what uh, their contributions will be to this conversation. Thank you, Peter. I'd now like to ask Eileen Walsh to discuss what took place regarding the analysis of comments received by the Education Board on the IES-8 exposure draft. Yes, Eileen, um, we did receive a number of comments on what I'll call exposure draft number two. Um, to refresh everyone's memory, um, based upon the comments we received on exposure draft number one to IES-8, it was a basis of our conclusion by the board that the um, comments received clearly indicated on ED1 that we needed significant revisions. Significant revis revisions were in order. Um, the, we did receive, as I said, a number of comments on the, on the uh, second exposure draft, and the overall message that we received from the comments on ED2 was rather positive. In fact, it was very positive, with a clear sense that all of our stakeholders, including member bodies, as well as firms, as well as others, um, clear indication that the, um, the IASB uh, board members, as well as the task force, had clearly listened to their concerns um, when they were responding to ED1. And they were quite pleased that it was headed in the appropriate direction. Relative to the uh, comments that we received, I'd say that the gist um, of them was in the direction that um, they would not lead to, we did not believe that they would lead to a revision again of, of the uh, components of it, but rather further clarification was needed on, 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 on many areas. Um, relative to the comments that we received, we did a deep dive, a deep dive due diligence approach. That is, um, we used our critical judgments um, to eliminate any biases we felt that we were bringing to the table, and we poured over each of the comments, giving equal weighting to um, the, the responses. So in other words, we had a number of comments that had 
absolute yes. We had a number of comments that had yes with improvement. And then we had some no comments. But even in the no comments, there was a number of indications of um, movements towards improvements. The overall gist um, of the responses um, to the questions that we had relative to was the objective as outlined in ED one appropriate and clear. We had an 85% positive um, response rate to the fact that yes, it was. Um, relative to the uh, question as to was the requirement appropriate and clear, again, we had about 78% um, response rate to saying yes, that it was appropriate and clear. However, given that, whether it was yes or yes with improvement or no, we had a number of comments to address relative to those. Uh, responsive. There was a common thread throughout um, the responses, and so we categorized it into four categories of response. One is that we, we noted that there was enough indication for further clarification on the objective statement. So our first category was to deal with the objective. Second was clear indication that we needed greater clarification also around the requirement. So that was our second theme. And the third and fourth theme was relative to table A. Again, request for further clarification or uh, revision to certain elements of both. So overall, we um, presented our analysis of the comments to the board um, at this time. Uh, we also commented upon certain recommendations that we would like to provide um, uh, going forward. And we had very deep and robust discussions over the last three, day, three days with the board relative to our recommendations, relative to their, that's the board members' uh, response to those recommendations. And as a result of that, we're leaving this board meeting with a clear direction to um, hopefully finalize the standard sometime at the next session. Thank you very much for that update, Eileen. Now, I'd like to come back to Peter for a discussion of the IAESB's 2014 to 2016 strategy and work plan. Uh, thank you, Aileen. Well, I'm very pleased to say that uh, <clears throat> the board uh, unanimously uh, uh, approved uh, the content of the work plan for 2014 uh, 2016. And uh, I'd remind listeners that, you know, in the public interest, this board uh, exists to contribute to the enhancement of the quality of professional accounting education around the world. We do this by promulgating a series of high-quality standards and other publications that are indicative of good practice in the education, development and assessment of professional accountants. Uh, we do it also by promoting uh, the adoption and implementation of the international education standards, which, uh, as uh, those familiar with the board will know, have undergone a comprehensive uh, revision over the last four years. Uh, the board's also concerned to develop education benchmarks for measuring the effectiveness uh, of the implementation of the standards. And then, of course, to keep under continual review uh, the need for further revisions to the standards uh, or the development of additional standards as the environment uh, of the in which the profession operates uh, continues to change, uh, and indeed it does so at a rapid rate. And so the 2014-2016 work program combines uh, the completing the current projects uh, that are before the board, 
uh, and introducing new projects that will support uh, the board's public interest mandate uh, and in particular that will support the effective uh, adoption uh, and implementation of the revised international education standards and indeed to lay the groundwork uh, for the board to conduct a, a review of the impact of the revised standards uh, in the period probably 2017 uh, through 19. And so the work priorities uh, that are highlighted within the strategy and work plan uh, for the next three years are setting and maintaining the IESs and uh, to continue to keep under continual review the environment uh, in which the, the profession operates in uh, considering the need for any additional standards. Very importantly, having just completed the revision project, is for the board to uh, support in a very comprehensive way uh, the adoption of the revised standards and to do all that we can in the provision of assistance to ensure that those standards are implemented effectively uh, and with beneficial impact. Uh, and then finally, uh, this is the question, by what criteria will we be able to measure or assess uh, the impact uh, of the standards? And so arising from this, the, the board has uh, appointed some task forces to look at some specifics around uh, those three uh, work priorities that are discussed in the plan. And we anticipate uh, some, some thoughtful input on each of these matters uh, at the forthcoming meeting in October. Thank you, Peter, uh, for those insights on this important project. Now here to talk about another key project, the revision of the Framework for International Education Standards is David Simcoe. Welcome, David. Thank you, Aileen. Uh, the board this week uh, really had a very thorough discussion on a draft of the updated framework document that was prepared by the Framework Task Force, and we, we received some very valuable feedback. Uh, first, validating uh, the more substantive changes that were being proposed to the framework document, and then second, uh, really some good ideas uh, to improve the clarity of the framework document, including within the, the changes that were being uh, pursued by, by the framework task force. Uh, the very, very good news is that by the end of the meeting, uh, the board voted to approve the framework document for exposure. Uh, that vote included a, a second vote to determine the exposure period to be 90 days. Uh, so it was a, a very, um, effective and efficient week with respect to the, the framework document and, and moving it forward. Uh, for those who have not uh, been close to uh, the framework project, uh, just a quick reminder of, of its focus. I guess first and foremost, the, the framework task force was charged with ensuring that the framework document continues to be closely aligned with the revised international education standards. And uh, as part of the recent revisions project that Peter referred to, uh, we made excellent enhancements and clarifications that we're now making sure that we, they were included in the framework document. Uh, along with those changes, included just general clarity and consistency 
uh, that we think really improves the readability and understandability of the, of the framework document. Some other changes that readers will notice includes uh, some new definitions in the framework, uh, particularly one on uh, the definition of what a professional accountant is, as well as the concept of general education. In addition, we took some time to really reposition general education in the framework document. Uh, in the extant version of the framework, it is a component of uh, IPD, and we have taken an opportunity to actually set out a separate section in the framework document on general education and to really spend more time discussing the role of general education and how it fits into the overall uh, education framework in the context of professional accountants. And then finally, we, we spend some time uh, adding the concept of proficiency, which is uh, core to some of the revised IESs that have come out, uh, including adding to the framework document the appendix that describes the various proficiency levels and, and examples of, of what those uh, levels include. So. In the end, I, I think what uh, the public will see in the updated framework document is uh, a framework that will help describe the basis of the standards that the IAESB has issued. It'll also be useful in uh, using as a document to understand how those concepts uh, relate to one another and, and as read individually can provide a nice foundation for uh, how the overall interna international education standards uh, flow and, and why they're there. So we really look forward to getting, getting comments from the public uh, as part of the exposure period and then addressing those uh, comments and, and then uh, getting the framework document ready for release sometime in the near future. Thank you very much, David. That's a very interesting update. Before we conclude this podcast, I'll turn it back over to Peter for some closing remarks. Well, as you will have heard, the, the board's had a very uh, fruitful couple of days. Uh, highlights, I guess, are that the board voted to approve the, the content of both the strategy work plan 2014-2016, uh, the framework program uh, project, and uh, the fantastic work that's been done on IES 8 uh, has put the board in a very good position uh, to uh, possibly finalise this in the October meeting. Uh, I'd like to uh, express my uh, personal appreciation and certainly the gratitude of the board to the enormous amount of work and the quality of that work that was done uh, particularly on the IES task force under Eileen's leadership and the framework task force under David's uh, fine leadership. Uh, both these task forces have really uh, enabled the board uh, to achieve much over the last couple of days and we look forward uh, with the agenda of the board uh, to meeting again uh, in October. So between now and then, of course, uh, the CAG will be meeting under Aileen's leadership uh, in September and the board will reconvene uh, in October. I also uh, would like to express the board's appreciation of David McPeak uh, for the wonderful support that he provides as the senior technical manager that works with the board uh, throughout the year. So thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. 
This concludes this audio pod- podcast for the International Accounting Education Standards Board. Thanks again to IASB Chair Peter Wallneiser and Education Board members David Simcoe and Eileen Walsh for joining us today. The Education Board returns to New York City October 29th to 31st, 2014 for its next meeting. All meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. To allow time for attendees to be registered with security personnel, registration closes one week before the first day of every meeting. More information is available on our website, www.iaesb.org. I'm Aileen Pierce. Thank you for listening. Please join us again in October. Thank you.